Welcome to No Time to Waste, the podcast that inspires and motivates us to maximize our moments. I'm your host, Allison Haddon. I'm battling terminal cancer, but I'm focused on living my best life as my best self every day. Join me as I chat with resilient adventurers, seekers, trailblazers, and exceptionally good humans as we explore what it means to live fully because there's no time to waste for all of us. Adrian Williams is a Peloton instructor with a fanatical following called the Thunder Squad that I am personally proud to be a part of. Intensely fit with a beaming smile and a heart of gold, he has the ability to motivate and inspire those who take his classes. But it's Adrian's strength, and I'm not talking physically here, although you will look at him and see that he is ripped, that was on display during our conversation. It was his openness, his willingness to be vulnerable, which took courage. And that was how he showed real strength. Looks like I got to get moving on those not your average bear t-shirts because again, this one is so much more than meets the eye. So let's bring the thunder with Adrian Maurice Williams for No Time to Waste. Adrian Williams. Adrian Maurice Williams. Maurice. If we're family, you call me Maurice. Oh, okay. I'm not family yet. We'll see no, what you, happens. You call me Maurice because we're you're, you're, you take my classes. We're family. That's what I was going to ask. Um, so you call me Maurice. <laughs> Okay, so here's what I'm going to try. I'm going to try Adrian, and then at the very end, I'm going to test out Maurice, (laughs) and we're going to see how it feels. Okay, I like that. Okay, does that sound Mm -hmm. fair? That sounds fair to me. I am so stoked to have you here. For all you, and I say you, but I also mean me in that group, um, Peloton crazies, because they are crazy. (laughs) Um, And I'm saying this while wearing a Peloton shirt right now. Um, I have, right, one of the, I think, most charismatic, motivating, like, just like lovable, but also strong AF uh, guys or instructors, uh, male or female from Peloton. Mm-hmm. Um, that I personally have become pretty obsessed with. What was it? It was like you focused on gratitude. You had great energy. You know, the whole like negativity makes me nauseous thing. You want to focus on the positive, being present. And, you know, I am a proud member. <laughs> yeah, I hope, I hope this comes that through. That amazing. <laughs> but... That is that is Imagine Dragons the Thunder because you know I'm part of the Thunder Squad and I'm free. You gotta proud. bring it. Yeah, you should. Yeah. Where where'd that thunder where'd the thunder come from? Where'd the thunder? Um my coach actually used to tell me when he wanted me to like turn on my uh my crazy, I guess, or my competitive side, he'd be like, Oh, you have to bring the thunder. So I was like, Oh, that's like an embodiment of what you're doing as a person in a workout, or it could be outside of a workout. It just, you know, show up as your best self basically. So whether you're making noise, I always say make noise with your, um, with your body, instead of talking all the junk that people do in, you know, sports, talk with your, talk with your, like your athleticism or talk with what you're going to, how you're going to perform. That's the best way to kind of sit there silently and not have to say anything. I I love it. It gets me fired up. And also as a, as a former marketing executive, it's fantastically branded. I mean, it's a nice, it's a nice attachment to you. So um, I would be stoked if I were Peloton because I'd be like, this is okay. <laughs> we, can, we can get behind, we can get behind this. 
Uh, and by the way, this is not a paid Peloton commercial. This is just me as a <laughs> as a silent, unpaid brand ambassador um, sharing what I think is uh, just a fantastic way to build community in this pandemic. And mm-hmm. you know, any gift of health and wellness, um, I yeah. think, is just like right the best thing you can give. I can't think of anything better to um, in this world of you know the pandemic and having to be isolated and um, especially for people in my situation, like kind of not being able to go to a gym and stuff, um, this digital revolution when it comes to at-home fitness, I think it's the future. And I think Paul's done a kick-ass job. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, I think, listen, over the, I'm the, I'm the new guy, right? I'm still, I'm still the person who's coming in and, you know, finding my bearings and really just trying to, I've, I've, I figured out a long time ago what it, you know, what it was that I wanted to do. It's just now that I'm getting to the place where I can do it on a, such a massive platform. Um, it, Peloton's changed just the way interaction becomes um, inclusive, right? So I, yeah. I, I'm now um, with them and it, it, I've never seen a place where so many people felt comfortable, where so many people felt invited, where so many people felt seen, nurtured, um, loved. And that was immediate. As soon as as soon as my launch day, where it was like, "Hey, Adrian Williams is on Peloton," I was just like, it was overload almost. I couldn't. Yeah. I I didn't realize. And everyone kept saying, "Yeah, yeah, we can we can tell you about what the sunset looks like." But when you sit down there and you get there by yourself, you all understand. It's the most gratifying job I've ever had in my life. It's just such a good form of therapy. It's a mm-hmm. good time to just to kind of like even though we're not slowing down ever. <laughs> but yeah, it's just been such a, it's been such a game changer and eye opener just from my day to day. Cause now I go in with this thought process of, okay, you are giving something to the world. You need to make sure that what you're giving is, is good. It's, it's, it's yeah. happiness. It's joy. It's not just the workout. The workout can, I can always give you a great workout. It's, it's what you walk away with after that's really important to me. So, um, yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, that's, that's why it's amazing, right? You get to this, this, you get inside this community and you're like, well, it just changes everything about the way you think about life and community. Yeah. And, you know, you guys are, uh, you partnered with Shonda Rhimes and you do, you're doing a kind of year of yes, uh, kickoff to 2021. And, uh, there was an interview that I read, uh, online that, uh, I'm going to link to in the show notes because it's a, a, I don't ever want to on this podcast kind of talk about things that people have talked about before, at least not ad nauseum. Um, so I'd encourage anybody to just search Adrian Williams and uh, you're going to find uh, that link to Shondaland and the article that interviewed him. Um, but basically in that article, I discovered kind of your path to Peloton um, and was surprised to find out that although you've been an athlete your whole life, an exceptional one, um, you actually wanted to originally be a nurse. And then some things changed. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about uh, just a, a little bit about that? Because I, I thought that was an interesting, it was an interesting path for you to get to Peloton. So the funny thing is, right, and it, it it's, it's all synced just because it's it's helping. That's like, that's my jam. Helping people is my jam. It really uh, feeds my soul. Um, and I have an obsession with kids, right? I love children. Um, so it was, that was my probably 
goal when I was here, but I was going through a lot during that time period. My dad was sick. Um, he had cancer. Um, he, he ended up passing away um, years later, but there was just a lot of turmoil in my family. My mom um, lost her job and we were like, finances weren't great in the family. My brother just graduated college. He was paying back his loans. He was working like 24 hours. He works in television. Um, and it, it was just kind of like this free for all for my family. And my dad was like, you really have to just kind of buck up and support your family. So I like, I worked all the odd jobs that you could think of. Um, but that was, I had to put like my, what I wanted to do on hold basically, just because I had to, you know, go in there and take care of my family. And then it finally got to a point where um, my dad, he had been battling for, it was like three years and he kind of finally said, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sick of being cut open basically and having all these surgeries yeah. and removing tumors. Um, so, you know, it was a few months he went into hospice and he passed away and that was like the first punch in the face, really, that, that really made me think like, oh my God, like how, you know, it, life is really precious. And it wasn't that it wasn't before. You don't really understand what time is until you lose someone, so until someone's removed. Right. Um, yeah. So we went, I just went through this whole like process of turmoil because my brother got stuck in Baghdad because he was filming a show. So he, he wasn't here for my, my dad's actual funeral. And there was just a lot of, um, I was really angry uh, yeah. for my brother because that was something he didn't get to say his goodbye. And then I think I was angry because I had, I had kind of been in this place of like, I thought it was selfish thinking about what I should do for my own life. And like it, I should have just been taking care of my family. So there was like this internal battle going on with me. And so finally, when my dad passed away, my grandma would, you know, she, she was like, my grandma was like my mentor. She was my best friend. She was everything. You hear her, you hear me talk about her always in class yep. because she was such a huge part of my life. And she was like, well, Maurice, you have to kind of like figure out what you want to do with your life. And I was just yep. like, I have no idea. Like I knew I wanted to help. But then I was just like, which sounds silly. Didn't is that time passed for me? Like what right. else is there that I can do? So a friend of mine was just like, you should really look into personal training. And she's like, it's your brand. You're a great athlete. You really love helping people. You should explore that. She ended up um, getting me my first few clients. And then that snowballed into me, like really becoming, um, you know, obsessed with personal training just because it was such a it was such a way to give people healthy habits that even if they didn't stay with me if i could teach them those habits they would eventually or i was i like to say it carried me with them for the rest of their life right good habits you keep them forever just like my habits from me being a kid and like eating well is something i keep now um and then that took off for me and then a boutique fitness studio reached out to me and they were like would you ever want to do this and it, i was just like mm, i know about boutique fitness and me um, I, I listened to your podcast episode with those, <laughs> those guys uh two days ago uh, yeah it sounds like it sounds like you you took them up on the offer and and enjoyed your time there i mean it was honest it, it was it was great like i always say that taught me so much just about the industry in general and then again being in the room with 20 30 people and knowing how to give everyone what they need at the same time on a fly. And this is not, there's no time to think. Everything's on your toes. Um, it, again, it, it taught me tools for what I do now. But coming to Peloton, that was just like a whole different animal in itself because, you know, that again took, took loss for me to kind of like 
be like, what am I doing? Why am I here? What's the next step? Um, but yeah, it, it, it puts a lot of things into perspective um, for me. But that's how I busted into fitness. And now here I am on. And here he is. Platforms. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, you talk about and I, I did. I wanted to talk. Um, you talk a lot about your grandma and um, the influence that she had on you and um, kind of causing you her death you know, being a catalyst in causing you to, to stop and evaluate your life. The whole purpose of this podcast and the message of, of living life like there's no time to waste is to hopefully help people in the world recognize without having to go through tragic loss, illness, right? Trauma, you know, which are typically those catalysts that cause people to go, what am I doing? Right. And evaluate their life and actually confront their mortality. The whole point of this is to help people proactively find themselves in a place like that without, you know, having to, without having to endure or like have to go through the shit. I don't know if it's possible for you to really, really get it, right? And really, really face that that cold, hard truth that the only universal inevitability in life is death, right? And none of us, no matter how much money you have, race, religion, where you live, it doesn't matter. None of us can escape it. And yet we as humans avoid it, um, which I, I understand why, because I did a lot of research on it. Do you feel like it's possible for people to, you know, kind of have that truth slap them in the face without having to go through the shit? Or do you think that it's, you, you just have to go through it in order to really get it? I think, I think it really takes, um, <clears throat> so, I, I, so there's, there's two perspectives and I think sometimes it really just does have to slap you in the face, right? Uh, the, yeah. The pandemic created something where the world felt something on a global scale, which has never happened before, right? So we all had to, we all had to slow down. We all had to watch. We all, there was just so much more visibility just on everything that was right or wrong in your life at the time. Um, And the pandemic also said, this could be something for the next two years that we go through. So do you want to? focus on this or you want to like the negative, do you want to focus on the positive? I think um, one thing with people understanding is you have to be open and willing to listen, right? And that's a lot of people I think ignore these, myself included, like I did it for the, I did it for years. I just ignored that I was not putting my time and energy into spaces or places or people that I needed to because I was trying to be a people pleaser, right? That's the, because I work in this industry, that's the nature of my core. I want to make everyone happy. Impossible. I'm only one person, right? Um, So I think for a lot of people, it takes an emotional moment where they feel open because a lot of us are, are closed off. And this is why the year of yes, I think was so amazing. It teaches you that no is not a bad thing. No is, you know, it has, has such a negative tone to it. No is not a bad thing. And sometimes you have to um, 
make that something uh, that's a part of your life to have more life yourself, right? So telling someone, you know, no, I'm not going to, not that we're doing this now. No, I'm not going to go to happy hour because I want to spend time with my husband or my wife. Or no, I'm not going to go on this trip because I have work to do, right? Like all these things end up feeding you, which is, which is really, really important. It's important for you to be happy first and then to go into the world and share that with people. If you are not happy and then you go into the world pretending that you're trying or trying to be happy, um, I, th I think you lose, you lose a lot of time just, just because it's an act, right? And it's not genuinely how you feel as a person or a human. So when you, when you do that, you are wasting your time. And I wasted years doing it. What the what the realization was for me was and my grandma always said this and it's just something again that you 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 realize that she, people that you love will not always be here. Make sure to pour your time into energy into them while they are. Um, and so I, there was plenty of times where I couldn't I could have done something like I could have gone to the family dinner, but I was I chose it was a choice. I chose to say I was too tired and like work was killing me. I could have changed that narrative at work if I wanted to. Um, but I didn't because I was, you know, I was trying to do the best at my job so that I could excel and that I could have these things. In actuality, I was losing all this um, quality time with people that I cared about. And then all of a sudden, the person that you care about is not there. And then what do you, I, do? You, you sulk, you live in guilt. I, I lived in guilt for like a year. Regret. Um, oh, hardcore regret. There was nothing, there was no reason I shouldn't have gone to that last family dinner that my grandma had before she had her aneurysm the next day. There was no reason that I, I, I shouldn't have been there. I chose work over my family. And um, I had to really sit with that because when she, when she had her aneurysm, you know, keep her on life support or take off life support and she's going to pass away. My grandma would never want to be alive on life support. She wouldn't want to be a vegetable. So um, we chose the latter. And uh, it was it was so crucial for me to say goodbye to her at, at that moment. That was the only way I couldn't. She couldn't speak to me. The only way I could say goodbye to her. And this was for me. It was personal. Um, I had to I had to lay there until she didn't have a heartbeat because that was the it was like the only, <laughs> it was the only way I would not feel that guilt. And I knew if I didn't, if I wasn't in the room, when she stopped breathing, that I knew I was going to carry that guilt with me for such a long time. And um, that moment, that was the only moment that what she said to me made sense. And it's sad that I had to get to that moment for me to realize that. But what do you do with that? Do you use it? Do you waste that moment? And do you not let it teach you something right then and there? I knew my grandma wouldn't be mad at me because I didn't make it that Sunday. I knew she would be sad for me because I would because I was going to be sad for myself. And I think it just every everything that I thought was so important didn't really matter that much anymore. Because at the end of the day, I, I know I'm a great person. I know I, I give 110%. And I know at the end of the day, this job that I'm trying so hard to do is always going to get done because that's me as a person. But I can't deny myself of the relationships that make me happy or make me feel whole. 
because it, comparing apples to oranges, those are always going to be more important because yeah. at the end of the day, guess what? Right. I'm, I'm going to die someday too. What is it? Is it going to be, I chose my job over relationships. No, there's no way there's, yeah. there's just no way. Um, and I, I remind myself that of every single day I have like interactions, like this interaction to me means I think so much because, um, you understand so much of what it's like to, to have something say, this might be taken away from you. Yeah. Um, I think it just makes you so differently. Um, and I, I can see the vibrance. I can, I can feel your vibrance through email, which is amazing, right? Like there's so much life in you and it, it, it makes me feel lucky that you wanted to pick me to have me on your show and like kind of just share in this moment. And I hate COVID because I would love to give you a hug. <laughs> anything, yeah. right? I would love to be in person and having this conversation with you, but um, yeah, it just, reassessing things and uh, I, I, my friend always says this more life and I like it's something that you embody like just live 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 and I think that's such a beautiful thing and for some reason that for some reason we lose that at some point in our life because when we're kids we have it we have it and yeah. all of a sudden life gets to us and then you lose a little bit of it and then you get into the space where we're now in the age where like friends of mine are starting to get sick or like health right. things are popping up and you're just like, yeah, you, you, you got to really just live as much yeah. as you can. Obviously there's I'm not saying to go do the craziest things and um, ignore all forms of reason, but like, yeah, living, living should always come first because we don't yeah. know. And this is, you know, first of all, thank you. Thank you for showing showing up and and being a an example of strength and courage in vulnerability right because um you know i've learned over the years that you know the strongest are not the ones that that keep their armor on the strongest are the ones that that are willing to put it down take it off and let people see their insides, you know? And mm -hmm. um, I, I I heard or read you talking about the emotional shift that you've made now dealing with um, an empty Peloton studio because of COVID, right? And how, as you talked about, you had to learn how to emotionally open up and connect with people who aren't there and recognize that it had to come from you, right? Not from mm -hmm. them. And your understanding of time being our most precious commodity, that we don't live forever, and that sadly, people we love can be taken from us tragically in an instant, mm -hmm. um, is the, you know, and the, is the reason why I connected with you um, you know, unbeknownst to you in a non-creepy way. No, um, it's totally true. Or, or a creepy way. It's fine. Um, <laughs> but I hope, I hope you know that at least I feel like your grandma, she forgives you. She 
and she knows she heard you that day, right? When you were there and you got to say your goodbyes. Right. And I I would only think that she would be just over the moon for the ways in which you took that experience and you took something positive and changed your life because of it Mm -hmm. and have never let a day go by without thinking about that experience and making sure that you make this next 24 hours count. And I don't know you personally, but everything you seem to embody and your willingness to be emotional and connected here over the screen, like, I can only I can only imagine how proud she must be looking down on you now. Um, and I say this also because selfishly, as I think about life after being here on Earth and whatever happens after, um, I have to hope that our spirits um, don't die with our physical body. Right. And I don't know what happens. Uh, I'm scared a lot. But um, I, what brings me comfort is thinking about your grandma looking down on you and, and going, God, I'm so proud of my boy. Like, right. look at him. Look at him. You know, he's taking, he's, he's doing it. He's, mm-hmm. he's living life and he's, you know, of service. And he is in a job, as you described earlier, that sounds so aligned with your passion and your purpose and your abilities, which that's the purpose-driven life, right. you know, which is people, people search for that and never find it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so awesome to hear that at least in this moment, it sounds like you're in that flow. So getting here now, I would say it took all the steps before to, to get here, even if the steps, um, were not pretty steps or it wasn't pretty pieces in my life. It still took all those steps to, to make me, um, or to place me here, but also to give me the tools to be able to do what I do at work. And I hate the word work because it's not work. So I'm lucky beyond lucky, but also this is what I've been reminding myself deserving because I've, I've worked hard to, to get where I, I am now. I would say, like every guest who's been on this podcast, you are not you are not an average bear. Um, I I am going to make t shirts, um, although I don't know if you would even fit into a t shirt because like, I, so I, I I still would get in Harvey. <laughs> but you're not you're you're not an average bear, and I say that with nothing but um, like love and admiration, basically. So you know, with no time to waste, it's all about you know, confronting mortality, which we've talked about, um, crafting a life without regret, which is what you talked about around your experience with your grandma, um, and then maximizing moments. And the three things I focus on are I talk about are gratitude, human connection, and joy. Um, we know, yes, right? It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, so, you know, you've talked about gratitude and, and the connection piece, um, in terms of joy. So obviously work's bringing you a lot of joy. You, you are like, mm. just so you're smiling ear to ear when you talk about Peloton, um, outside of Peloton, what are the other things you do that, that like light you up and bring you, bring you joy, especially in these t- 
times. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would definitely say connection to friends and family. That's, that's probably, um, that's one that's just become such a, it's so different than it was before because I, I definitely just make the, I always make the time now. And whether that's on a call where we have to zoom because my brother lives on the West coast with his family, or if that's just like little tidbits where we are like just sending pictures in our family chat. Like now we're, we never had this before. And like all of a sudden we have, uh, especially with my family, we have this relationship. Like even if we're not going to speak, you're just going to know what we're doing in the day and you get to say hi. And like, that's probably top of my list. Um, so my relationships with my friend and family, that's, that feeds me. Number two would probably be photography. So I love taking pictures. Interesting. Um, I mean, yeah. I'm on your gram. There, there's some pretty sweet pics. Yeah. I, yeah, so I don't do any iPhone pictures. I'm not an iPhone person. I like, <laughs> I would be like, Ugh, guys, let's get a camera in here. But um, my brother, he's a director of photography on shows he works on. Wow. And he, t he taught me the trade years ago, and I became super obsessed with it. Uh, just because it's such a, it never, you don't ever have to stop learning. There's so much yeah. with taking pictures and um, photography. It, it just helps me slow down mm. because working out is the exact opposite. And so like photography, you really have to be paying attention because I'll walk the street and just I'll take photos of I don't really like to I like things that are not planned more so than things that are, are planned, like a stage shoot. It's not my thing. Yeah. I kind of just want to capture like moments, but you have to really pay attention to contrast and what's going on around you to see like to, to all of a sudden you're like, wow, that sticks out a lot. I'm going to go take a photo of that. But it helps me just kind of think and meditate. And I, I would say the third thing is is food. My love of food uh, yeah. goes without saying. I love food. I love all kinds of food. Um, I love to cook. It's, again, it's something that helps me focus on something outside of what I'm doing. And you kind of get to be creative with it because I don't bake. I'm not a baker. Terrible at baking. Awful. Like, don't ever ask me to bake a cake. Yeah. Um, I'm good at eating. Just too much. Things. I'm, I'm good at eating. Yeah, I'm too much an excellent time. baker just, eater. Yeah. Yeah. I, I need room to flex with cook, like anything that I'm doing in the kitchens. Yeah. Baking doesn't really have that, but cooking allows me to do that where you kind of put your own twist on things. So it probably, yeah, I would say friends, family, photography, cooking. Got it. All right. And la last question is just, you know, mortality legacy awareness is you know, the closer you get to death, typically people as they get older or if they've been confronted by tragedy or trauma, like you and I already talked about, um, you know, there's there's thoughts of what am I going to leave behind? Right. How am I going to leave this world better? Mm -hmm. um, what do what do what do you want to be known for like, when you think about your legacy? At the end of the day, I I just want people to be kind to each other, right? Like that's, that's, that's my biggest thing. If you can, if, if you can be kind to yourself, you can be kind to others and that can kind of like spread like wildfire. Uh, I, I, I think we live in a world where sometimes it's, it's difficult for people to be that way. Um, I would like to have changed someone's thought process and how they interact with the general public on a day-to-day -day basis. And if that means you're a little bit nicer to the person that you never thought twice of being nice about, that makes me really happy. Um, if you're a little bit more open to um, learning about a person or something that 
that you're not comfortable with and keeping an open mind, that also makes me very happy. Um, I think one of the best things I was, that I was taught again by my grandma was um, watching her go through the struggle with uh, my stepdad, who was white, at, um, and watching her internal conflict, watching her not, you know, not have contact with us, mm-hmm. my brothers, my sisters, my mom and him for a year and then seeing how she changed that for herself so she could have a relationship with us mm-hmm. and watching that over years. Right. Because it, it was it was fear that was like that was taught to her that made her think this way about like a black woman and a white male being together um, and watching her work through that conflict and watching them like garner this amazing relationship and end up falling in love with each other and, and and just that whole process i just want people to really know that you can you can go in with a mindset and kind of have this idea of what something should be but taking the time and it does take time things are not instant we live in this society where everything's instant sometimes it takes years sometimes it takes time but i i would my general thing is just for treat 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 other people like you would treat someone close to you like you would treat someone that you love or that's family to you or that's or friend to you um treat people with that same kindness um and that kind of thing is it's contagious right like if you're in a room with a group of people and everyone is just getting along and every no one has any clue where anyone's from but they're just being kind I mean, it's 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 the kind of thing that you 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 leave or you walk away from. And you're like, wow, more. Of, I love more of that in my life. Um, so if we can, as a world, get there, in, and that's it's a global thing, not just here in America. I, I would love to see just people or willingness to 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 be more open and to 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 appreciate other people more. It's, I mean, nailing it. You're nailing it. More love always, right? Yeah. Like love makes everyone happy. I don't care who you are. And if you think that love doesn't make you happy, you, you, can, you got some traumas to work through. Adrian, I feel like <clears throat> I'm going to transition now to Maurice because we're fam. So yes. I'm going to go to Maurice. Yes. So Maurice, you are, I don't know if you've ever heard this, you are channeling Van Jones like so hard <laughs> right now. Yes. So he's like, I mean, swoon. The the video after the election with Van, I just was like, I know you are a that's a real man. That's a real man right there. And I I I mean, that's a huge compliment. Seriously. But um, yeah, I, I so appreciate you taking the time to do this. I so appreciate even more so your willingness to, you know, just be yourself and and be open and vulnerable and emotional with me. Um, this has been, this has blown my expectations out of the water. And, you know, I, I think we brought the, I think we brought the thunder. We brought the thunder. You think we did? No, we definitely, I definitely, <laughs> I mean, obviously there's, there's just such a connection. As soon as I heard you want to do this, I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> stuff like this makes me just happy yeah. right and like if i can if i can share just a little bit and that changes someone's perspective a little bit or that helps someone a little bit that makes me really happy honestly thank you from seriously from the bottom of my heart just because um what you're trying to teach people i think is such a it's such a huge thing because it changes the way they live yeah. right and that again if you if you can if you can have that effect on people they carry you with them for the rest of their life, just based on that small change. And that can change their life in such a big way. 
Okay. So if you really want to maximize your moments, you could pitch in and help us get the word out. Just rate and review the podcast on iTunes. That's it. Oh, and subscribe wherever you get your podcast so you don't miss future episodes and bonus content. For more motivation, head to notimetowasteproject.com or join the squad on Instagram at notimetowasteproject. Grazie mille.